Listeners from around the world, are you ready? Do you love movies, music, animation, and art? Acting, gaming, and all things creative? Well, you've come to the right place. Introducing your host, award-winning writer, director, voiceover artist, and owner of MLA Entertainment, Keiko! Thank you, Josh, and hi, everyone. Welcome to Keiko's Diary, your favorite podcast for all things entertaining and creative. While I wear many hats, I consider myself first and foremost a storyteller. And that is why I started this podcast so I could connect with other creative minds and allow them to share their stories with all of you and have a great time while doing it because that's what it's all about. (laughs) You will not believe the superhero we have joining us today, but first, shameless plugging. Hop on over to our YouTube channel, MLA Entertainment, and take a look at our original web series, Project Infinity. It's an action sci-fi with an amazing voice cast from Japan to Australia to New York. Oh, they're just really awesome. And it's got hours of love and hard work poured into it, so please go check it out. It's definitely worth your time. Also, like, subscribe, and leave your comments and questions below to show your support for this podcast and MLA. And now, on with the show. Oh my goodness, I am so thrilled to have this guest on the show today. I think that one thing everyone can agree on is she has impacted the lives of people all over the world in an extremely positive and magical way. She fights evil every day and comes out on top every time. Her very existence is iconic. She is the one and only... Susan Roman. <laughs> Thank you. What a great introduction. Can you introduce my day every single day of my life? Yes. <laughs> How about we arrange that? <laughs> I do, yeah, if I could get up to hearing those words every morning, I, I think I would just be flying. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much, Keiko. It's so nice to be here. Yes, it's an honor to have you on the show. Uh, you're such you're such an inspiring person, and I just respect your career so much. So it's really an honor. Oh, well, it's, you know, you're a sweetheart. Thank you so much. I, I, it's really nice to be here. Absolutely. Would you like to uh, greet the listeners and just tell them a little bit about yourself and what you do? Um, yes. Hello, listeners. Um, what I do is um, I do voices. And it's something that I've done for, I think, most of my life. And uh, doing voices entails um, being a voiceover artist in, um, in commercials, um, in animation, uh, anywhere that they need uh, a voice, an actor, um, I'm there. And I've been um, very lucky because um, I, you know, I kind of came along at a time where um, it wasn't such a, a large, enormous industry as it is today. And literally, one day my agent just said to me, because um, I, I was represented as an actor, and I did a lot of on-camera uh, work, and she said, oh, you know, there's a, they're, you know, they want someone who sounds young and happy for this commercial. Do you want to uh, give it a go? Do you want to audition for it? And I said, yeah, sure. 
And, sure. Uh, <laughs> why not? Does it pay? Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I got, I got that commercial, and then I got more commercials and more and more and more and more, and I realized that I loved it. I loved um, working behind a microphone uh, so much so that I actually um, sort of put the on-camera stuff aside. Um, right. Yeah. Because, you know, um, if you work behind a microphone, it doesn't matter. If you have cellulite on your thighs, it's just, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so I said, oh, I like this. It's truly, so. a, it's a wonderful craft. And I, I ver- I'm i like you, I feel very much at home behind a microphone. And it's it's very empowering and it allows you to truly just tell a story, which is what I love to do. Right. It's that that's exactly it. You're telling a story and you don't have to work so hard. The microphone is helping you. You have a very, very pretty voice, by the way. You have an excellent voice for this kind of work. Oh, well, I'm thank sure. You. Thank you. Someone's very much. told you that before. <laughs> I actually uh, I actually am a voice actress. So <laughs> it, well, you're in the right biz. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You're you're a great role model to um, take guidance from. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Absolutely. So you are, you're a veteran of the business and you've brought life to so many iconic roles. They're just all over the map. You've been in shows like Care Bears, Beyblade, Bakugan Brawlers, and of course, Sailor Moon. And so I want to talk to you about all of that. But first, I always like to take things back to when our guests were growing up and when they were just first starting out. So I was wondering, could you tell us what was life for you like as a kid and what led you to voice acting, but what are some of your earliest memories? Well, I think um, most importantly, one of the, from as far back as I can remember, I wanted to be an actress. So it didn't have anything really to do with, uh, with voice work. It right. was just, um, you know, that the, the child's image of, you know, being a movie star or um, it, at that point in time, I was uh, very interested in the theater. And that just was there right from the get-go. So I would audition for the school plays, and and um, um, I, it, there was an element of uh, feeling very, very at home right. um, in front in front of an audience, um, and not being uh, terribly, terribly nervous, just more excited. Um, so that was that was a good sign that you know maybe I was temperamentally suited. Exactly. And, very cool. And so I. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, those little hints come through for, for some people in childhood, and then there are other actors who are very, very, um, let's say, shy or withdrawn. Um, but they're hiding this incredible talent, and when they get in front of an audience, that's when they kind of um, they come to life, because for some reason uh, they feel more at home in that kind of a milieu. So, I mean, everybody's different, uh, but I was definitely a, a, a little bit extroverted and I liked making people laugh. That was huge. Oh, yeah. So right from as far back as I could remember, I was um, going to go to theater school no matter what. And that's what I did. Um, my parents made me um, apply to a couple of uh, universities uh, just in case I changed my mind. And I said, well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen, right. uh, you know. But I did, I did apply and all that kind of stuff. And actually, I was accepted. Uh, oh, but well, I, congratulations! Well, thank you. Um, 
it's, it's so interesting sometimes you think about the paths not taken um, I don't know how happy I would have been at university when there was theater school right I around know. the corner so so I went to theater school and um, loved every single second of it and I started working in television when I was still at theater school oh wow uh, yeah so I was um, earning money and um, I, I, I just loved it and I was just so focused on what I wanted to do mm -hmm. and as I said it took some time before I discovered uh, voiceover uh, work and um, I mean I think I had been doing um, commercials uh, radio commercials television commercial commercial voiceovers and narrations mm -hmm. for about a year or so and then one day my the same agent said um, there's an animated project that Nelvana is doing would you like to audition for that and I said, oh. oh, yeah, that sounds great. And of course, <laughs> and of course, uh, it was uh, such an eye opener because suddenly I could apply all the things I had learned in theater school mm -hmm. to animation. Now, you, you, theater school, you know, the, uh, the basics of acting and performing don't really translate well to buy this car you know it just doesn't <laughs> you know? i know what you mean <laughs> you, you may as well just never even have gone <laughs> to theater school but then when i got when i started doing animation i realized it, it, they were so close that i mean uh, i was finally acting i was finally performing yes. and creating characters um, you see, that was the thing too. In those days, there was no dubbing in animation. It was all original. Mm. So, um, and a lot of people don't know this, that um, the voices are done before the piece is animated. So they're literally animating to your voice and your performance. It's really your the, own creation. That's it. It's your complete, well, it's, it's a collaboration. Uh, between you and the animator and so um, you do the voice work and you provide the heart and the soul and then the animator draws the character and suddenly boop it comes to life it's three-dimensional like magic and <laughs> that was that was just terrific I, I I really miss those days when it, and there was a lot of animation done here in Canada tons of it um, so yeah. amazing work has come out of Canada Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and another, the, something that's so liberating that must be about it is you can play anything in animation. Oh, exactly, that's, uh, <laughs> it's, the sky is the limit. <laughs> and the thing, the thing is too, is that um, I, I think for the most part, your, your physicality, the, the outside you, your face, your body, is, it, it ages before your voice does. So, you know, even when I was, you know, 30 and 40, I could still absolutely swing uh, the, the voice of a teenager or a little girl. Um, so that it, it gives you that kind of freedom as well. It does. Uh, I mean, I know sometimes I, I speak with people on the phone and I'm shocked, uh, particularly women, and I'm shocked when they tell me how old they are and I think, yeah. Jeez, and I realized to a large extent the voice is kind of ageless. You know, at some point, 
something's going to happen. You could say, oh, it, you know, it, riches, it enriches and it matures and all that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it stays quite stable. So, uh, so I that's really love that. You need to get that on a on a T-shirt. The voice is ageless. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I think you just you just made something happen right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'll own it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is very interesting. Just to see how uh, your path sort of began, just out of a genuine love for the craft of acting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Why don't we take a little break from the norm and play a game that I like to call the 60 second 411. <laughs> okay, the 60 second 411. Yes, that's right. What it is, is we've got 15 questions and a stopwatch and I'm going to set the time for 60 seconds and we'll see if we can get all the questions answered before time runs out. So are okay. you up for it? I, I, I'm up for it. Can, can I, can I, will I get some wrong? <laughs> uh, uh, well, the good thing about these questions is they're just little likes and dislikes questions. So like, what's your favorite so-and-so? <laughs> right. Okay. So, all right. So I can't get that wrong. It's all a matter of opinion, right? Yes, that's right. Just an opinion, just a way for our viewers to get to know fun facts about yourself. Okay. Oh, I'm game. All right. Well, if you're ready, I can begin the stopwatch. Okay. Okay. So 60 seconds starting now. Favorite color? Pink. Favorite movie? It's a Wonderful Life. Favorite song? Desperado. Ooh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Morning bird or night owl? Morning. Indoors or outdoors? Out. Favorite food? Um, Ribs. (laughs) Greatest fear? Snakes. Biggest pet peeve? Uh, idling cars. Hot or cold weather? Hot. Favorite subject in school? Uh, English lit. Favorite holiday? Christmas. All celebrity crush? Um, yeah, Robert Redford. Ooh, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Um, peacemaker. Ooh, favorite TV show? So you think you can dance? Oh my goodness, you did it! <laughs> With 11 <laughs> seconds to spare. Oh, my God. Oh, so can I have 11 more questions? No, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'm very opinionated. <laughs> oh, well, that comes in handy. Yeah, I know what I like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a handy thing to have. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations, Susan. You have beaten the clock. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I always like to beat clocks. Yes. Beat yes. clocks. Mm-hmm. You can definitely tell that you work a lot of times in tight time schedules and you have to work quick. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. You have to get all those words in. <laughs> yeah, actually, my favorite thing is sometimes when you're doing a radio spot and yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a bit long and they say, um, we have to go faster. So you do it faster and they say, okay, could you do it faster still, but could you make it sound slower? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me just do that. <laughs> and that's when you realize, uh, and you do it. You figure out a way to do it. And that's when you realize everybody thinks this job is so easy. If they only knew, yeah, like, right, can you cut two seconds off this spot, but make it sound slower? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it must require a great sense of rhythm. Oh, you are so smart. It is. That's exactly what it is. It's almost musical. 
that you can hear you don't see a clock I don't ever look at the clock I just I just uh, as I'm recording because uh, that would just take my focus away from what I'm reading but there's like an inner clock inside of you that's telling you it's going boom 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 and you listen to it and it's telling you okay you gotta go no you gotta hurry up here Uh, you put these two words together good that was good you just saved uh, an eighth of a second keep going keep going it's it is it's 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 an amazing skill that you start to pick up and it is related to something musical inside of you yeah it's funny yeah that's fascinating and I I do see it uh, time and time again a lot of uh, voice actors often have a great ear for music or they can even sing there's often a musicality to them I'm so glad you said that and and noticed that. Um, you know, even when you're do when you're dubbing, when you're doing ADR, if you're working on a beep system, if you don't because you have to come in on the fourth beep, which you don't hear, of course. So it goes beep, beep, beep in. No, that's wrong, honey. <laughs> so you, you you know, and a lot of actors cannot get that fourth. The timing of that fourth beep, which is not heard, so it has to be inside inside your head Mm. Um, and so if you can't hear it or you can't uh, imagine it is what was is what you're doing you're imagining it and starting the the beginning of the fourth beep then um, it's it's really difficult to uh, to do ADR so uh, yes you know what basically the whole world it it comes back to music you know interesting that is a good point Oh yeah, it's all there's a there's a rhythm, there's a beat that just hums along throughout the entire universe. I love that. I think you have made your second t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like some marketing department out there needs to hire you right now because you're coming up with the good stuff. <laughs> oh good. I I love to hear that. Makes me feel useful. <laughs> oh my goodness, you're beyond useful. Yeah, and speaking of, your resume is just so impressive. You've done an incredible broad range of different movies and shows and so much more. Your first credit is actually in 1977. And soon after, the roles just started pouring in. You did Care Bears, the animated RoboCop series, The Adventures of Tintin, which I love. Oh, you've heard of it? Oh, Oh, yes, I have. Oh, good. Yes, and you did X-Men and just so much more. So I was just wondering, could you talk to us about this time in your career as it first started to take off? And just what was that like? What was the experience working on all these great shows like? Well, first of all, I don't think I would have uh, had half the opportunities that I had if Nelvana, the amazing animation production company, um, Canadian, uh, hadn't existed. So love that company. Oh, I did. You know, once it was kind of like the, you know, in the olden days, they had that MGM stable of actors. So Nelvana, you know, once you worked on a project for them and, and you did well, uh, then they would have you back. I mean, you still had to audition for everything. Um, but once you uh, sort of uh, proved yourself, then it's you sort started of like a little family. Yeah, it was. It was. And um, I started, uh, my, I think one of my first ones for Nelvana was Strawberry Shortcake. Oh! Which I always want to call Strawberry Cupcake. I don't know where, I, I just, just I have just like this blank that happens in my mind. Strawberry Shortcake. 
and I played, you know, some of the little auxiliary characters. And then they said, uh, we have a role coming up uh, for the, it's, she's called the Berry Princess. Uh, so we'd like you to read for that. So I read for it and they said, okay, we'd like you to do it. And I thought, I'm driving to the studio that day. I thought, is this for real? I'm going to go to a studio right now and read the part of a princess. Really? A berry princess. <laughs> so that memory, you know, hello, my little berrykins. I'm looking for them. Have you seen them? And I'm thinking, oh, oh. this is, I want someone to talk to me like I'm talking right now. <laughs> so, it's, it, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, a reverse dream come true. <laughs> so uh, after that, Nelvana just <laughs> became a, uh, a little bit of a home away from home. Mm-hmm. And then one day they were doing, uh, they had embarked on a, uh, the first or what one of the first, I think there were maybe one or two other films that might have been in ahead of them, but I still think that they were the first animated uh, motion picture. Uh, film. Wow. And uh, Debbie Harry from a group called Blondie was writing uh, the music for the female in the film. Oh my goodness. And she was singing all of the music. And they were looking for an actress to play her speaking voice. And she has a little bit of a, a raspy voice, a little bit, of a little bit of a husky tone. And uh, so they asked me to read uh, for her part, uh, for the part of her talking. The role is called Angel in rock and roll. And um, so I got that part and there I was suddenly, you know, voicing uh, a character for uh, a full length motion picture, animated. It was just completely unheard of. And of course it was for adults. And in those days, animation was strictly for kids. I mean, you just, you'd never think of, of Boy, everything was so different back then. It was so boring. <laughs> uh, a lot changed in a, a short amount of time, didn't it? It changed so dramatically. Oh, and then also what happened was that I was also doing another Nelvana project. I don't remember what it was. And the director, who was not Canadian, came up to me during a break and he said, Have you ever thought of voicing uh, little boy characters? And I said, mm. No. I never thought of that. <laughs> Why would I? Because <laughs> I was just doing all those kinds of things. And um, he said, you have a little bit of a raspy, little raspy voice, uh, which uh, little boys often have. And I think that you, would, uh, you should try it. You should work on it and see what you can come up with, because I think you could do it well. And he said, and this is the most important thing I ever learned and it was he said don't get caught up in trying to sound like a little boy so much try to uh, emulate the energy of a little boy and then the voice will take care of itself Mm. and I thought I don't know that I really understand that but I'll go home and work on it (laughs) and then you know after a while I did and I realized that the, the the placement for um, a little boy's voice is much more forward in the mouth. Interesting. Uh, the energy comes forward. I did it! I did it! I got a home run! All I'm doing is I'm just pushing my energy to the front of my mouth and it's, it's all coming out. It's all allowed to emerge because I'm a boy. 
little girls. Uh, of course, that's changed so much in the last 20 or 30 years, thank God. Uh, <laughs> little girls in that time and place, and some little girls today, if they're shy or withdrawn, the energy is going to be a bit more um, inside the mouth. It's going to be a little bit more towards the back, as opposed to a boy's a little more at the front. I did it. Right, so it's 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 all placement, and then that sort of got me onto a whole other um, road of discovery uh, when I realized that uh, accents are about placement. It's all about where the energy is inside inside your mouth, inside your nose, inside your throat. So if you focus the energy in a certain place, it's going to give you a certain sound. It's just crazy. It's wonderful. It's that. Can you imagine? He just, you know, flipped me that information as casually, <laughs> yeah. you know, as as saying, oh, "Why don't you go to McDonald's for lunch?" And <laughs> and I was just, you know, how lucky was that? I mean, yeah, it was that great. Was truly meant to be. Yep. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Well, thank you for sharing that technique with us. That is, that's just fascinating. I always love to hear people's processes and just how they go about inventing characters. Mm -hmm. Me too. Me too. Lots of fun. So uh, Sailor Moon is one of the most famous figures in pop culture. We can all agree on that. Just, just about everyone has heard of the show. And a new dub has been released recently, but for many including myself, nothing comes close to the original English dub by Aww. Deke Entertainment. It's oh, just, that's nice. Oh. Well, I mean it. It's just the voices, the music, and the visuals all mixed together in that specific way. It was just a magic that I've never seen anywhere else. Like, there's nothing like it. And Aww. so I just want to say thank you, Susan, for your, for, for your performance as Sailor Jupiter. Oh, th thank you. Oh, listen, that was just... Oh, that was a great, great project, I tell you. And um, and you were right. It was groundbreaking. It was. It, the animation, first of all, girls, little girls in animation were always portrayed as, you know, very um, pretty and very... Um, they never kind of broke out of the mold. They didn't allow themselves to make weird goofy expressions well that was of course the way it was animated um so the first time that i saw i saw it in japanese and i looked at uh, i looked at the animation and i thought this is phenomenal I, I i mean i was practically crying i was so happy because it was so realistic in terms of its portrayal of real girls real females who yes they get angry yes they get really really excited yes they make strange and kooky facial expressions and that's great because that's that's indicative of the way people behave in real life yeah. and it, not these little dresden dolls that they were beforehand right so Just full fleshed out human beings yeah yeah warts and all you know and, and yes <laughs> we've all got warts we've all got things that are, you know, not necessarily ready for prime time, but they're part of us. And to just bring them out in the open, uh, 
it, it, it makes it a lot more, once we start accepting things in ourselves and then we start accepting things in others and then it's not a big thing anymore, right? It's just, I'm a really big fan of putting things on the table. Look, here we go, boom. <laughs> yeah, just putting it out there because once you get past it, it's just, it's not a big deal. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Right, so uh, yeah, so that, that, uh, that project was just so amazing. And we had no idea what it, just no idea. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. No Absolutely. idea. Would you uh, would you mind walking us through that project? Like what your memories are working on the series from the time you first went into audition and through the actual recording sessions because you worked on it for several years. Yes, it was very extended. Um, so there was a lot of time off in between. When the, the auditions started, I think half of Toronto, I mean, it was a zoo. It was Bedlam. 4,000... <laughs> Because there weren't, there were never so many female parts available oh, in right. one show yeah. ever, and people, people are going, "Oh my God, there's this one, and this one, and this one." There are like four of these female scout things, and there's uh, Sailor Moon herself, and then there's the cats female, and then there are all the villains. So people were just, you know, ecstatic. And there were so and many lead characters. Exactly, exa- and just so many characters. Period, yeah. it, that, who were female. So um, all of us, every last one of us, <laughs> wanted to be Sailor Moon. I mean, hello. <laughs> yeah. This is like, it has to, it, it was the best part to come along probably ever. Uh, just the dimension of this character, every single facet, uh, it, it, it was just comedic, it was heartfelt, everything as an actress, uh, that draws you in as as an actress, as a performer, was there on that page. And so um, we all wanted to play her, and uh, I especially wanted to play her. Well, that was not to be. But when when we were auditioning that for Sailor Moon, we were also asked to prepare, uh, I think it was two other parts. It could have been one of the Sailor Scouts, or it could have been Luna, uh, I think they did the vi- they cast the villains separately. Oh. So, um, but I, I mean, don't quote me on that. <laughs> uh, so, I read for uh, Sailor Jupiter, and I think it was Sailor Jupiter and Sailor Venus were the two that I read for. I think, and I know for sure it was Sailor Jupiter uh, because I yeah, I looked at the rest of them and I said, oh, that's my girl. That's my girl. Yeah. So when uh, when my agent called and said, you know, congratulations, you uh, you've been cast in in Sailor Moon, and I said, did I get Sailor Moon? <laughs> in a real shy said, voice. <laughs> yeah, and she said, no, no, you didn't, but you got Sailor Jupiter. Oh, and I, I I thought back and I went, oh good, that's the one. That was the second one, best. That was the one that I, if I didn't get Sailor Moon, that was the one I really wanted. Oh. So so that was. That was terrific. And if you look at pictures, uh, photographs of all of us at the time, you'll see this uncanny thing that we actually resembled the characters we were reading. That is so, so cool. Katie Griffin, who plays Sailor, played Sailor Mars, had hair all the way down. I, it, it was insane. Dark hair. I mean, she wow. walked in and <laughs> I thought, 
They're Sailor Mars. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) And then, of course, you know, at the time, my hair was uh, its natural color, which we'll call, we'll call it brown. And uh, (laughs) it was longer then, and it was up in a ponytail. And there's a shot of, of Katie and me one of the only times that we ever recorded together, usually we recorded separately. Yeah. We just went in one by one. And there we are. And you could it's quite clear who's playing what because we look like the characters. So, wow, that's kind of spooky. <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? It's. I thought, I wonder if I got this part because I have a brown ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> I know, maybe you should uh, go in looking like with the certain hairstyle you're auditioning for. <laughs> you know, it doesn't hurt. It wouldn't yeah. hurt. You know, anything is, you know, kind of like method acting. You just, you know, make yourself uh, look like the character you're playing. It, could, it can help you out a lot. Yeah. But uh, that was not in my mind when I was auditioning. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, so we recorded, as I said, uh, separately. So I never really got to spend time with everybody else. I never got to see everybody else. Yeah. Um, so that was, but then when I would was doing my ADR, I would very often hear them because they had already recorded. So their stuff was already coming through my headsets. So was that was my way of, <laughs> that was my way of saying, oh, hi. <laughs> so how many how many years did you work on the show exactly? Oh, who knows? I <laughs> know uh, I'm dead. Uh, it just seemed to go on forever. It seemed three. Was it three? There were there were these long hiatuses between right uh, recording sessions, and they were it, they were so long. Uh, obviously, because they were working on the translations. I mean, that was a lot of work. Oh yeah. And, oh God. And um, that's why. Uh, when we didn't get to do the last season, nobody really thought too much about it because it was totally normal to have that kind of a stretch between between drinks, as it were. So it, it was. I, I remember I, w- I asked my agent a couple of times. I said, "Is Taylor? We were supposed to do another season, weren't we? Has that come through yet?" And you know, she would say, "No, no, hasn't come through." And then one day she phoned and said, "So that's it for Sailor Moon." I said, we're not going to do the last season. And she said, I don't know why. I don't know. But nope, that's it. So that was unfortunate. Um, But you see, even at that time, we didn't know, I certainly didn't know that it was uh, gaining popularity. I had no idea. Nobody knew that. (laughs) It was just like, yeah, it was a complete surprise. And I had never seen it on the air um, I had never seen one single episode. Um, yeah, so it was, it kind of snuck under the radar, I think. Yeah, just out of nowhere. It, I see that happens a lot. These these voice actors work on project, and it's just another project. And then they look up years later, and it's got this massive following. You just never know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We, we we're kind of thinking, what happened? And then four years or so after it, it went on the air, I was phoned, and and this is before Comic-Cons even existed. Oh, yeah. There was a a convention um, at the Toronto Convention Center. Maybe it was a comic book convention, which is what they used to be called. Mm -hmm. And they were were doing a little uh, Sailor Moon segment. There was just sort of like a little area of the big room that was cordoned off. And they said, would you like to, you know, appear there? And I said, for for what? (laughs) Just be there. What for? <laughs> I, could, I couldn't understand. Well, so that the fans could come and say hi. And I said, the fans? What fans? 
Well, that's hilarious. So I went because I want. I just wanted to see what was going on. Yeah. And there's this lineup, and two lineups, and three lineups, and these all these people are waiting to come and say hi and get our autographs. And I thought this is amazing. Oh my goodness! And here's the thing: I always tell this story because it's my favorite favorite story. There must have been oh, 300 people waiting to come and say hi. So and they were all very, you know, obediently lined up. You know,、yeah. we are in Canada, very obedient, <laughs> and ev- everybody is dressed, you know, like in their normal street clothes. And there was one girl, well, oh my goodness, teenager, maybe I don't know, sixteen, fifteen, and I think she was dressed as Sailor Mars. And everybody gave her a wide berth. They're all looking at her like, "Ooh, ooh, this is very weird. She's come dressed as one of the characters. Oh, this is so weird." <laughs> yeah, it was so it was so different back then. Oh my god! And and I remember thinking, I wonder where how she put together that costume.、Yeah. That's amazing. What an amazing!、Oh, cool. And how can you imagine what it must have felt like in that? Time and place when cosplay did not exist, no way, no how, nobody, but nobody, well, in in Toronto would come to a convention dressed as a character in an animated series on TV. It just was not done, and she did it. And I, you know, I almost feel like going back in time and saying, "Do you know that you are a groundbreaker? Do you know that?" In ten years from now, people who go to comic cons who aren't dressed—they're <laughs> the ones who stick out. They—they <laughs> they stick out like a sore thumb.、Uh, boy, it's just—you know—it's amazing how things change, right? It's just amazing. Really cool and so fast. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And you've since gone to many conventions, which is so、yeah. cool. I've watched many、uh, videos of you and the cast. Speaking there,、oh. <laughs> that's、yes. oh yeah, oh yeah. Every time I see you guys go to another one, I'm just like, oh, well, I've got something to watch tonight. <laughs> oh really? Oh、yes. my god, I didn't, I didn't know anybody watched any of the,、uh, any of the little YouTube videos that were posted. I had no idea. Oh yeah,、um, it's something I just like every, every few months I like to check in and see if I've missed anything. <laughs> oh wow, you see now those going together because we did go to quite a few. Uh, anime conventions and comic cons. That's how we all got to know one another. It was、yeah. it was the oddest thing. That's how we got to become really good friends. Was through that experience because, as I said, we certainly never saw very much of one another while we were recording、uh, the show. So, thanks to this horrible virus pandemic、oh, yucky、yeah. thing, it just I look back now and I think to myself. I mean, talk about a, a great place for a virus to visit a Comic Con. I mean, you are、exactly. so oh, you are just so close to so many people all the time, touching、right? hands, touching, 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 hugging, crying. Oh, just lots of tears and happy tears. I hope. Yes, <laughs> certainly saw lots of tears, and I guess I thought that they would just go on forever. And never realized that something like this would happen, that would completely shut down that as a a, a way of、uh, communicating and getting to, with and and getting to meet 
so many people who um, are devoted and dedicated to this show and how much it meant to them growing up. And I, I, I miss it so much. I can't tell you how much I miss it. I bet. Because I, w- I would come home after, you know, a Comic-Con and I would be really, really tired and my <laughs> a lot of talking goes on. And of course, the, the, the ambient sound is so loud in those rooms that you're actually you're actually kind of a little deaf <laughs> and you're yelling a bit too much you know you have to watch out for stuff like that if you're a voice actor right. you can really uh, wreck your vocal cords if you keep screaming <laughs> yeah <laughs> or, or, or talking above a certain pitch but I'd come home and I would just stay quiet for a day or so and everything would be fine but I would think to myself how lucky can you get to meet people who those people in, in the lineups are were and are so honest and so unafraid to say how much your voice meant to them. And it just touches your heart. And so many times I would, someone would, you know, finally get to the head of the line and we'd start talking and I would start talking and they would put their hands over their mouth really quickly. And I would realize it was because that it wasn't so much that it was me because they don't know me, but they had heard that voice throughout their childhood and suddenly there it was talking to them. And so they were just kind of, <laughs> you know, you get that out of body experience, you know, and wow. Just hear say <laughs> Jupiter coming out of you. <laughs> yeah, because I do actually, especially in that milieu where I'm my voice, where I have to kind of project a little bit more. Right. Uh, I did sound very much <laughs> like the character that I played. So uh Oh, gosh, I miss. I hope it comes back. I hope they come back. Yes, somehow. hopefully sooner than later. I think it will. Good, good. Mm-hmm. Your mouth to God's ear. Let's just say a prayer for that. Yes, let's do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just amazing. And it goes to show that your work matters and you're a hero to so many people. And so it's always worthwhile, whatever you're working on. I think that's the wonderful thing about art of any sort, whether it's acting or or drawing or whatever it is you have the power to touch people in ways that you otherwise can't so know what you're doing is worthwhile oh oh thank you because sometimes it doesn't feel as if it is right i mean you just sort of think yeah it's pretty lonely here in the studio and (laughs) yeah (laughs) nobody nobody's saying oh that was great it's just okay next next (laughs) next (laughs) (laughs) right Yeah. yeah Well, a fun fact about Sailor Moon is you were one of the only main actors who actually voiced your character the entire way through. Yes, yes. Um, I think I was probably the only one who didn't get pregnant. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, people, you know, moved on for for various reasons. Uh, you know, Terry had was was pregnant and had right. to. Uh, um, that was a very, very good reason. Uh, and then, you know, other jobs kind of intervened, other work intervened. And, and I don't know, I just was always here. My agent would say and uh, phone and say, are you available for this block of time? Because, you know, they block it out ahead of time. And I say, would say, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And I don't, the idea of somebody doing my part, mm, I don't think wrong. so. It's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I was very protective of that part. And I, I thought... Uh, yeah, I'll make myself uh, available. Thank you. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that. Uh, what I love about your character is 
Chappelle, she is a great model and example to people because she's strong and she loves fighting, but she loves cooking and cute things just as much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's so well-rounded. Well, well, that's it. Well-rounded. That's what makes um, any character uh, appealing is that it's not one that she's not one dimensional right um and so and especially that 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 juxtaposition of i always call it her anger management issues yeah <laughs> uh, and that's something that people can relate to come on we all yeah. get angry we all you know she gets sort of uber angry um <laughs> but then she's she she balances that with having a really really big heart and as you yeah. say, she she loves cooking, and uh, she is so supportive. Well, they are all so supportive of each other, and yeah. that's see that to me, that is the key. Is that it doesn't matter all the squabbling and the fighting and the and the tears and the whatever goes on at underneath it all. The bottom line is that they completely one hundred percent have each other's back. And that is how I would always like to see females represented because sometimes they they get given a bum rap, you know, that uh, they're a little two-faced. Or if this guy comes along, well, they'll just, you know, so much for my friendship with her, you know. It, it, yeah. And that's not, I don't think that's typical. I think, you know, females are incredibly loyal. So uh, to have that represented that way and to have that held out as a way of being, you know, so that younger, when girls are watching that show, they see um, friendships like that represented, that's, that's amazing. That's good. It was all, so much good came out of it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to make myself cry. I know, me too. It's got, it's really got so many wonderful messages. And I love how all their personalities were so different. But like you said, that friendship really held them all together. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, I mean, I think it was written that way. They tried to represent so many different kinds of personalities in one show. And that that's what made it work. Because so many people said when we would go to Comic Cons, the people who were able to relate to Lita because actually they were like her. They were the tall kid in class. They were the kid with maybe uh, some anger issues. They were the kid who felt a little bit outside of everything. Yeah. Um, you know what really got to me was so many people would say, the main, one of the main things they gravitated towards was that she was tall. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen me in real life, but I'm very short. I'm five foot three and a half or something like that. Um, who knows? <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not tall. Yeah. And I've never, I've never been tall. I've never towered over somebody when I was in grade four, grade five. Yeah. And it suddenly occurred to me that, that that's not an easy place to be at that point in time and uh, I, I I thought that's the only thing that I can't relate to is you know being the tall girl in class mm -hmm. so I, I just hope that that everything else that I, I did with that character made up for the fact that I was that, that there was no method acting when it came to being tall <laughs> let's put it yeah. that way so yeah well I think more than made up for it your performance is so authentic and heartfelt and you can feel it Every time you're on the screen, you can feel it. Oh, 
Thank you. So uh, before we move on uh, from Sailor Moon, I'm sure that all of our fans would just be so excited if we could hear a little jupes. So are there some favorite lines you would like to share with us right quick? Oh, yes. My favorite line of all. You know, he kind of reminds me of my old boyfriend. He's dreamy. Oh, my goodness. That's wonderful. <laughs> That's my favorite one. I say that to everybody. <laughs> and it's you so should. funny. That's great. <laughs> it's so funny. Sometimes if, if somebody has never heard of Sailor Moon, they think, okay, she's a kook ball. <laughs> Let's That's just so move funny. away. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line so much. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what it means, but <laughs> well, is it good or bad? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it's a secret. (laughs) (laughs) After Sailor Moon, you continued starring in so many wonderful shows. You played Judy Tate in Beyblade, Akira in Bakugan Brawlers, Tika in Barbie as the Island Princess. That's amazing. (laughs) And you even voiced Mega Man in Mega Man Legends 2. That is so cool. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. it was fun. The list goes on and on. I personally I personally have a special place in my heart for shows like Roly Poly Oli and Harry and his Bucket Full of Dinosaurs and especially Miss Spider's Sunny Patch of Friends. Oh, that's... You know, I was actually... I was only in one or two episodes of Miss Spider, yeah. as I recall, but they were good episodes. It was, I was Cookie, uh, Monarch Butterfly. Ooh, that's wonderful. It's, it's one of those things that... Uh, once I got older and I was able to look these things up, it's like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize Susan Rowan was in that. And it makes me go back and watch these shows just to find you. Oh. <laughs> just because I love your voice and I love your work. So it's it's amazing how you've been a part of so many projects and you don't tie it together until later. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's, oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, you're certainly welcome. So you've done so many great things. Could you talk to us about about this time in your career after Sailor Moon? You did all these great projects and just the kinds of things you've focused on since then. Uh, well, since then, I've just, you know, kept working in animation. Hopefully that will go on forever and ever. It's become a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually what I've been doing lately is gathering um, material for my, finally, finally, it's time already, for my animation demo. So I'm doing a, um, a video animation demo uh, because I, it's funny, some of the characters and the parts that I played uh, were one-offs, meaning that I, you know, I wasn't in the entire series. Right. And so I would go in and, and, and record, and then I would leave, and then it would just go right out of my mind. Um, and thanks to the internet, and thanks to my trusty day timers from all the years that I've kept them, I have been able to gather some uh, material that I had completely forgotten that I'd even done, and um, you know, include it in my. <laughs> it's quickly becoming War and Peace, my animation demo, but it, meaning it in length. But yeah. it's really, I, I look back and I. Th- think oh my goodness what the main thing that comes across to me is you know the depth and breadth of uh, all these different personalities and these different characters male and female and old and young and the main thing that comes to me to my mind is how lucky can a person get oh you know? yeah oh my god so um i would like it 
you know, to go on and on and on. And and the other thing that's really becoming apparent to me now, uh, because I get asked this a lot, is, you know, have you ever thought of, you know, coaching? And mm. that is now becoming forefront in my mind. Because you realize after doing something like this for so many years that you have picked up a lot of hints and tips along the way. Uh, you've learned a lot and you've developed a skill. And the whole thing about developing a skill is sharing it with other people, right? Yeah. That's what it's all about. Otherwise, it just goes nowhere. And then what was the point? So I'm, I'm really starting to think seriously about um, putting together uh, some online classes, uh, teaching animation because, uh, or coaching. Um, I would never say teaching. <laughs> Let's say coaching. Yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah, it's it's time. It's time to kind of share. And you know that you never get to go to, or maybe now you can go to an animation school, an animation voiceover school. I don't know if such a thing exists. But, it, you know, when I was developing my career, there was nowhere to learn. You just learned on the job. Right. And, you know, so you would do something and the director would say, no, that sucks. Okay, well, let me try this. Uh, <laughs> that still sucks. So you, you learned completely by okay. the seat of your pants, right? Well, there was no handbook. <laughs> oh, that's a good, no, there was no handbook. That's for sure. And um, it, it, so basically it's, it's kind of, it was like, um, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do now? I've given you two op uh, two options and you thought they both sucked. Okay, so now I'm going to try option number three. And what it did was it just taught you the immediacy of um, being an actor. Right. And uh, that's invaluable. You know, you're an mm -hmm. actor. To Come on, do it. Do it. Okay, All right, yeah, for sure. There's the old joke about uh, you ask an actor, hey, uh, I've got a part for you. Can you ride a horse? And the actor... 99 times out of 100 will say, of course I can ride a horse. And <laughs> yeah, and, and they never can. <laughs> but by God, they're going to learn. <laughs> yes. You know, so it's funny. all about attitude. It's all about this, you know, I can do this. Oh, yeah. I got to be it. very flexible. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that that would just be a wonderful gift. I mean, you're someone with an extreme depth of knowledge and I, it would just be so cool to get some sort of one-on-one -on -one instruction. So that's a wonderful thing to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the other thing that I have to do, of course, is finish uh, finish uh, putting together my website. That would be a good thing. Because oh. I actually, I bought the domain name, oh, so many years ago, I can't, and I got my own name. Can you believe it? I said, what is, what are the odds? And there it is, SusanRoman.com. I said, ooh, this is my lucky day. <laughs> yeah, so I'll just, I think I'll just buy this. And it was like, oh, I think it was like $18. <laughs> it was so cheap. I said, well, that's a bargain. Yeah. So I've got, I've got my domain name and I actually have a template for my website. I, I bought that. So now it's just a matter of putting the, the whole thing together and uh, setting it up and um, yeah. So that's something to look forward to for sure. Sure, lots of exciting things. We will certainly look forward to it. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, why don't we mix things up a little bit? Truth or dare. Okay. <laughs> so do you dare to play? 
uh, I dare to play. All right. Well, that's good then. So uh, let's begin. Uh, truth or dare? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 dare. Okay. So I've always thought, this is just me, but I've always thought that you would be incredible as Ash Ketchum in Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> like, if anyone else could play the character, I think they should call Susan Roman, like, today. Oh, well, th- okay. I was wondering, for your dare, would you mind giving us a little sample of your Ash Ketchum? Could you just say something to peek at you in your Ash Ketchum voice? Well, since it's not uh, incredibly in my mind, uh, <laughs> okay, how about if I just do my version? Uh, okay. it's a, it's Pikachu! A <laughs> yeah. Pikachu, look at you! Awesome! <laughs> That is awesome. See, I knew you were made for the part. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. Thank you for doing that for us. Oh, my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Next one. Truth or dare? Uh, Truth. All right. So if you could voice another character in Sailor Moon, uh, what would it be? Um, in Sailor Moon, well, you know, I, hmm, rather than play one of the Sailor Scouts, I would be much more interested in someone like Queen Beryl. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because you know what, I could never, I could never replace them. I mean, they aced it. Those those wonderful Sailor Scouts. So uh, not that Queen Beryl didn't ace it, but I just never, you know, I never really got the chance to play too many villains. Right. And uh, I love to play villains. <laughs> oh yes, it's so much fun. There's a lot to work with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I've got one of my favorite lines of hers. Yes, I could do that. But but this is my way of doing it. I'm not imitating the actress who played her. I could never even begin to imitate her because she was so good. All right. Okay, i got to get my villain on. Yes, find your inner queen barrel. (laughs) Okay. All right. I call upon you, mighty Megaforce. It is I, Queen Beryl, come to seek your wisdom. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I've got chills. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. You just did that. Oh, my God. I just did that. <laughs> See, this is, uh, I just never, they they rarely uh, would call me in to do villains because I guess they just, they just thought I was uh, a nice kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> so you can be Jupiter and Queen Beryl. What, what a contrast. <laughs> <laughs> So you also said um, you all auditioned for Sailor Moon. Would you like to give us what your take on the character was while we're at it? <laughs> on Sailor Moon? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is sorry, so this is my uh In the name of the moon, I will punish you. Oh my there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> well, it's not as good as the original. I think that I was way more suited for for Jupes. I think they 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 made the right choice there. Well, thank you. I think you're fantastic. Thank you for sharing those samples. We could just kind of extend this dare all day, but I I better not. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I hear you. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, uh, truth or dare? Uh, Dare. All right, let's see. So one of my favorite things you've done is the adventures of Tintin. Oh, okay. 
Yes, and so uh, you got to do a lot of fun dog sounds and that. Would you like to share with us a little bit of that? <laughs> the dog sounds. Well, listen, that was my favorite. Uh, that was one of my favorite parts in the whole world. Uh, oh, that's wonderful. Well, that dog was always drowning, and so that oh. was... You know, not that I want to ever see dogs drowning. I don't mean that. It mean it just means, God forbid. It just means that it was uh, it was a fun sound to make. And originally, I used to actually get a, a big uh, styrofoam cup of uh, water and pour it down my throat and try and you know bark and and growl at the same time. Oh and one day. One day I almost choked myself, and I thought, no, 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 this is this is stupid. I'm not going to die just to make this sound authentic. So, so after a while, I said, well, just do it. Just pretend you're drowning. So, drowning. So, um... oh my gosh, that's incredible. Oh yeah. So. That's the kind of thing that you don't want to be rehearsing in your car on the way to the studio because people look over at you and... <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Especially if your windows are open. And they say, okay, there's a woman riding along, driving along the highway, and she's barking. <laughs> I bet no one would mess with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, stay, stay quite clear of her. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's, that's very interesting. And no water involved in that. <laughs> no, no. Just just acting. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, truth or dare? Uh, truth. All right. Uh, what is something surprising about you that people may not know? Uh, I think... Hmm. If you're into astrology at all... Uh, oh, yes. Is, oh, okay. Um, on the internet, I think it first started on Wikipedia, or maybe it was IMDb, they have uh, shown my birthday incorrectly. And it says, this date that they've put forth says that I am an Aries. Oh. I could not be farther from an Aries. <laughs> yeah. It's just... I don't think I even have any Aries in my entire chart. It's just, I mean, some of my best friends are Aries. Let me oh, yes. just say that quite quickly. But it's just so not me. So my, my real sign is uh, Virgo. Oh. And if you know anything about astrology, those two signs are, are you know, remarkably different. So, um, yeah, that always, I always get all these, you know, happy birthdays and <laughs> in April, and I'm thinking, like, thank you. Oh, <laughs> these people think I'm an Aries. Oh my God. <laughs> Not that it matters. It doesn't matter at all. But anyway, this is my way of saying I've tried to get it fixed, but um, it's impossible. You know, you, you try, no, forget it. You, you can never get things fixed. Yeah. So I just leave it the way it is, and oh well. And oh, I, well. get, I get a happy birthday uh, twice greetings twice a year. Yeah, yeah, it's great. That's a bonus. <laughs> yeah, bonus. All right, our last truth or dare. Uh, truth or dare? Uh, dare. All right, I was just wondering, uh, can you sing any? Sing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, not not anywhere near professionally. Uh, no, no, no. But... Um, when I was doing a series, but I, I sing in character all the time, oh. and when I was doing a series called Little People, yeah. um, I played um, the twins, Eddie and Sarah Lynn, so both of them, which was great. So I got to cool. do the little boy and the little girl, 
and we were asked to do, the cast was asked to do some, a whole whack of um, CDs with these characters singing oh, as wow. themselves in the CDs. And they're just, they're, they're wonderful. They're precious. I love them. I loved doing that. Yeah. So if you asked me to come up, you know, to go to uh, Carnegie Hall and stand in front of a microphone and sing, I could never do it to save <laughs> my life. No, no, because then it would just be me. But if I have to sing as a character, then I'm fine with it. Because, you know, you could kind of hide behind that. Interesting. Yeah, so, I know what you mean. So I'll do my, my first two lines of my favorite little song that we had to do, uh, that we did for the CD. Oh, God. Now, now instead of finding my um, inner villain, I have to find my inner little boy. Wait a second. Where are you, Eddie? <clears throat> oh, God. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are. That's it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's lovely. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> it's amazing how you're able to channel these characters just on the spot like that. <laughs> well, as, as I was saying, you got to do it quick. Yeah, got to be quick. Flexible. <laughs> yep. So something you should be commended for is your acting ability. You are just such a natural and you have so much heart with every character you play. Oh. Thank so, you. You're welcome. I was wondering, could you share with us, what is your personal approach to acting? When you when you get behind the microphone, where's your headspace at when you're voicing these characters? Um, it is completely, totally, 1,000% focused on the heart of the character. I and, see. you know, little things help you. So, for example, if I'm doing a little... The, a little boy character I'm going to come in and I'm going to be wearing running shoes or sneakers and I'm going to be wearing jeans and uh, a baseball cap and I'm going to be dressed so that I feel uh, as close to that character as possible and my stance at the microphone is going to be uh, the stance that that character would take. So if it's a little boy, I'm going to stand with my legs kind of apart a little bit, sort of bending at the knee, flexing at the knee. I'm going to stick my hands in my pocket. I'm going to do anything that's going to make my body get into the mood. Right. Right? And if I'm doing a little girl, I'm going to wear a skirt, and I'm going to wear pretty little sandals. And, I mean, if she's... If she's a tomboy, then I'm going to dress just like the little boy. Yeah. But what, what I'm saying is, is if you are dressed the right way, it's going to affect your performance. It's going to help your performance. And if you're effect, dressed the wrong way, it's also, it's just, it's, right. not, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get, uh, to get it all uh, happening. So if you ever watch, I, it would be so interesting to watch if, for them to film or video voice actors behind a microphone and watch what's going on. It is phenomenal. A documentary I mean, needs to be made on that. <laughs> yep, yep, because there is so much movement. And, and see, here's the other thing, too. I have so many beautiful blouses that I have never, ever worn because blouses are usually cotton and they make noise. And when I'm standing behind a microphone, my whole body is moving and my arms are gesticulating and my cloth your clothing has to be very, very silent. Um, I've actually, <laughs> I remember once I was at a session, I forgot and I wore a blouse and they, the, the engineer was just pulling his hair out. No, no, no. <laughs> and of course I, I couldn't, I couldn't do the performance without moving. 
Right. So the engineer said, I'm sorry, you're going to have to take off your blouse. And I said, okay, over my dead body. That ain't happening. So somebody <laughs> somebody comes in with a, a hoodie and I have to go and change and come back and wear the hoodie. It was, it, anyway, that... That was the best uh, reminder. Your clothing has to be dead silent. Otherwise, it's, um, yeah. So um, it's, uh, there's a lot of uh, technique involved, but you, you can do yourself a favor by making yourself as close to the character uh, as your body and your clothing and your uh, physicality can, can allow. And that right. will help you. Yeah. It's so interesting. There's so many little things you don't even think about, such as the sound of your clothing. Right. I know. It's, mm. um, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's time for me to, to do some coaching, I think. Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Share some of that wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. So uh, we're getting towards the end of our conversation. So uh, I was just wondering, what do you like to do in your free time? I am a massive, avid gardener. I garden, oh, garden, 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 garden. So when it gets warm outside, I'm outside all day long, just digging and digging some more and lifting things and dividing things and pruning things and uh, having a conversation with my birds. I've oh. got a lot of birds in the yard because there are so many uh, flowers and butterflies and there's... Um, I read somewhere that hummingbirds uh, are attracted. They, I mean, they also like hummingbirds will always go to a hummingbird feeder, but they also are attracted to red flowers, not orange, oh. not pink, red. red. So I don't have any, I didn't have any red flowers in the garden. So I actually went and uh, purchased some red flowers and uh, waited for the hummingbirds to come and they did. It so worked. it's true. It, yes. Oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. That is so uh, cool. Yeah. Of course I didn't really like the red flowers, so I had to kind of, <laughs> I, had <Yeah>. to kind of <laughs> I said, This is for you guys. I I <laughs> come over in the corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh yeah, so that's hugely important to me. Hugely. That's wonderful. There it's so healing and it's just so good for you to do things like that. Oh, it brings you back. Uh, it just brings you back to the bottom line and to reality. You know, I, I, there is nothing I would rather do than hunker down in the soil and start digging and smell that the smell of the soil. It, you know, especially after it's rained. Let's say, oh, yeah. uh, I get, there's nothing like it to me on the planet. And that was what was so great about doing um, voice work was because you don't spend huge long hours in the studio. You do you do your work. Maybe sometimes it'll take an hour, sometimes two, and then you come home and you garden <laughs> and you get to garden and garden. And yeah, so it's, uh, I've been so lucky that way. Yeah. So lucky. Yeah. Very grounding. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as we wrap up, uh, I was just wondering, uh, could you give any last advice to our listeners just about life in general, what you've learned and what you've accomplished and of course is there anything on top of that you'd just like to say to your fans I would like to say to my fans that I wish that I could see you all in person uh, the way that I got to see you in person um, during the last couple of years when comic cons were still happening yes uh, I would like to say that it's just so humbling to think that um, work that you did so many years ago that you did with all your heart 
was actually accepted and received so beautifully. Yeah. Because we rarely, rarely do we ever get thanked for what we do or praised. It just doesn't happen. I mean, it's kind of expected. Oh, here's your check. You got paid for it. So what what more do you want? Um, so to hear from real people uh, is it's the greatest gift in the world. And it's also, as I said, it's very humbling. And it's very, very, very special. Mm-hmm. And it's all about connection. So if my disembodied voice, which carries along with it, my heart and my soul, was able to affect people positively, it was able to make someone feel a bit stronger or a bit happier, then I'm the luckiest girl on the planet. Wow. Yeah. That is just beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Well, uh, thank you very much. And I, on behalf of everyone listening, would like to give you your thank you because it is well-deserved. So thank you, Susan, for all the amazing contributions you've made to the world and what you continue to do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I would like to thank our listeners for tuning in, as well as Susan, of course, for joining us. Time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) So you're one of my heroes, and it's been a privilege talking with you about so many different things. If I could ask one last thing from you, Susan. I am Susan Roman, a.k.a. Sailor Jupiter. And for MLA Entertainment, check out their original web series, Project Infinity. And as always, keep being creative. You go. Awesome. Go for it. You heard it here. (laughs) That is awesome. Thank you so much, Susan. My pleasure, Keiko. Thank you for listening to Keiko's Diary. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. We would love to hear from you. Write questions and comments to show your support and share this podcast with your friends. We'll be back with another exciting episode before you know it. In the meantime, keep being creative.